All right, we are live right now, uh, and uh, this is Daily Fish. We are coming to you from Vegas and also from Myrtle Beach. I'm John Daly. John Hardison is with us. Unfortunately, Eric Fish Snyder is having some audio difficulties, so we are kicking in there. Hopefully, he just came on. Can you hear us, buddy? He can't hear us, and we cannot hear him. So there's something going on here. So um, anyway, we'll just kick off the show. It'll be uh, Hardline and me talking about a couple of different things here. We're going to talk about the crazy weekend in uh, in the NFL that's uh, kind of started off. And um, I, Hardline, let me, let me just throw out a couple of quick things to you here. Uh, I don't think there's any clear-cut number one team. Yeah, the Eagles didn't play this weekend. But uh, I got to tell you, I, I just think the league's really gotten a ton of parity. I mean, you saw teams that... You weren't think we're going to win, and then all of a sudden they won. I, I thought what the Jets did was so impressive yesterday, what they did against the Bills. Granted, it was home. I think there there could have been a pass interference call at the end there that, that could have helped the Bills, but probably the refs would have been killed trying to get out of the stadium there. But uh, anyway, th those, you know, there's, and there was, a, there was a lot of different things. I, I thought most of the games were fabulous. So give me your take. So um, my biggest take, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so my biggest takeaway from this weekend is uh, there isn't one last ride for a lot of the older quarterbacks. As much as we may love the idea of someone being able to go off into the sunset, uh, we we talked about this going into this season after the Devontae Adams trade, where I thought the Packers weren't going to get much better than what they were. I didn't think that maybe I thought they played in a bad division, and because the division was bad, they would probably come out on top. Um, but unfortunately, it's not looking that way. Minnesota looks like they're in the driver's seat right now. Aaron Rodgers looks lost. Uh, I personally believe that this is the end of his time in Green Bay. I think he's going to demand a trade at the end. Uh, Tom Brady looked a little more Tom Brady-esque, but uh, he, it still, you know, pales into comparison to what we've known him to be. Unfortunately, luckily for him, he plays in a bad division where he still might come out on top because of that. Uh, but but you're right. There's a lot of good teams that are out there now. Some teams, especially the Jets, that we didn't expect to be this good, and they are good this season. Uh, they're almost on top of the AFC East. I don't think anybody had them there or going there at the beginning of the season. But, yeah, look, this is the the time of the, I want to say, third, maybe fourth-year quarterback making that ascend right now. And there's a lot of good young quarterbacks, a lot of good young players in the league right now. Um, and one thing I will say is in terms of the Jets, Wait until Garrett Wilson gets going. We really even haven't seen him going yet, and they still have a lot of firepower. I think they still got to figure out their situation at quarterback. Is Zach Wilson their answer? Are they going to stick behind him moving forward, or with the amount of quarterbacks coming up this year, are they going to uh, are they going to make a change? So there's a lot of good young quarterbacks coming into their prime that I'm waiting to see, and a lot of the older ones that you know there's some things that are questionable. All right, Fish, can you hear us now? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Glad you're yeah, back on here. I'm doing technical difficulties again. I love Hardline. I, I disagree with you. Awesome. Fucking awesome is what Tom Brady said. He had nine, I watched that entire game start to finish. Nine drops, two touchdowns dropped. And that last drive against the Rams' number two defense, when he hugged Byron Leftwich, you could see all the emotion coming out. Mm -hmm. That's one observation. Yeah. Second observation I had to make is I'm really mad at the Titans because I bet him, how could you put Malik Willis out there and then admit? that we don't have a package for him to throw the fucking ball. I, I would fire the coach. I really would. And make the kid look bad. I know he's a top draft pick, but my God, last week they won. 
because Derrick Henry ran for 220 yards hard line, and he was five out of six. He was five out of 18 last night for 80 yards. The kid's not ready to play. Get a backup quarterback if Tannehill can't go. My third observation is I can't wait for the draft. <laughs> wait, but here's the thing, Fish. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on the Malik Willis thing real quick. Is you can't. do you make a package for a guy even though you took him? I think what did Willis go in the second or third round? Second. Um, after you've given Ryan Tannehill all that money, I mean, they gave him almost a hundred million dollars, if not a hundred. And deserved. He's nine, 29 and twelve. I did my homework on this. He's at the third best record in the league since 2020. Oh, by the way, 13 and four last year without yeah. Derek Henry for six games. He's never, never. He's been to playoffs every year. And he's got playoff wins. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. He gets no respect because he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. So I'm not, I'm not putting Malik Willis has got a great future. But get a backup in there. It could win. It's about winning games now. And he could have won that game last night. They, they had the, the stranglehold on on Mahomes. But if you have a quarterback and you mean he can't throw the ball. Look at the, okay. I'm going on this. I'm gonna get I'm pissed off. The Bears put up this press release. We finally have a quarterback because he rushed for 178 yards. Justin Fields is coming into his own, but that's bullshit. Quarterbacks need to throw the ball to win in this league. 178 yards. Ask Lamar Jackson when he said, I'm going to continue running this league, and he missed six games because he broke his ankle last year. It's going to happen. I'm just saying, Fish, look, with Justin Fields, you're talking about the Bears. They're talking about a team that that predominantly runs the ball. And even when you have a good quarterback, look at Jay Cutler. They tried to minimize him and make it a run run situation. But one thing I just want to throw out there real quick, uh, breaking news that Frank Wright has officially been fired by the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Sad, but I think he'll get another job. I yeah. don't. I don't. He's throwing people under the bus. I have inside information. When you fire your offensive coordinator and you're the offensive coordinator, he calls the plays. Poor Marcus Brady got fired. I hate that. All right? Own up. All right? You didn't make it work with Carson. Carson Wentz has probably had a, probably a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. Ellinger is just a, he's a, he's, a, he's out there. Uh, I don't know if Wright gets another job. Interesting. All right, folks, again, welcome to Daily Fish. We're coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. I'm John Daly. He is Eric Fish-Schneider, and we have the hard line with John Hardison from the Cost of Winning podcast. And he's got all our sports betting advice. You're going to get his picks a little later on in the show. you got questions or comments, drop them in the chat box. Or if you're not watching us or listening to us live, you can email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. A uh, quick, uh, quick thing, one of the, one of the shout-outs I, I had yesterday, which to me was amazing, it is the is Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I think what Pete Carroll has done at the beginning of the season, everybody laughed. Oh, yeah, you're giving up Russell Wilson. You're going to put Geno in there. Oh, my God. This is a good team. I mean, this is a really good team. Granted, I, I, the Cardinals, I don't think, are as good as they, they could be. But I was just impressed with, with everything they did yesterday. I mean, they didn't play a great game, but at the same time, too, they came through. Uh, I think what he did was is, is fabulous. I think uh, Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit. I think he and um, he and Belichick, they're over 70 years old, and yet look how, you know, they're actually hanging in there and doing pretty good. Um, one of the other – so I, I guess the question I got for, for you, Fish, is should the Raiders just pack it in this year? No, you don't pack it in, but you have – and Hardline knows about this because I was going to text him. You heard the comments by Derek Carter. Devontae Adams just went off and said, you have to give us a chance to win, and you have to give us packages when you audibleize out. The problem is with Josh McDaniels, is they threw him under the bus. He's lost that locker room. You don't pack it in, but they're packing it. I've never seen anything like this. I, I Gabriel said, be nice. Fuck that. I'm not being nice. I can't be nice on optics. Sorry, hardline. The Raiders can say what they want. 
They've done something that's never happened in the National Football League in the first half of the season. They've blown leads, two 17-point leads and a 20-point lead, you know. And and it, it, I, I, I don't want to talk. It's a disaster. And you know what? How do you fix it? I don't know. Ask Mark Davis. Yeah. Uh, do I think they pack it in? No. There, there's still a lot of football left to be played. Uh, there, there's still a lot of football left to be played. I think you start looking at what do you have for next year moving forward. I think you start really having these hard conversations of who do you want to stay, who's going to leave, uh, what can you trade? Because I know there was some speculation about certain players at the at the trade deadline that certain teams wanted, and and what you can get for them in terms of value. Uh, look, this year isn't what they thought it was going to be. It's not the way that they envisioned everything going. But again, you have a big overhaul uh, at coaching staff. You have overhaul in terms of certain players. You've got contracts that you've got to talk about. What I would say is, again, when the rubber met the road, in the, in the phrase of Mike Tomlin so eloquently puts it, uh, plays weren't made and a lot of decisions to try and throw deep instead of throwing mid uh, came to fruition. And it's been a situation and an issue that they've experienced all year. That, the, that game that they played was better than New Orleans, but the same – at the end, it was the same result. It was worse. And I, and I one more addendum to that. I'm going to ask Daly a question about this. Because you I mean, Daly lived in this market, and so do you. It's a new market for the Raiders. It's only the third year they had fans there. We all know that. All right? You're losing your younger audience. All, all the young kids that work for me don't want to go. They don't care. Because yeah. you have to win in this town. All right? The Golden Knights are 11 and 2 or whatever. They're, and they're, oh, the Knights, Knights, this is Vegas. All right. Yeah. You made a colossal error in thinking that this town's going to love you if you lose. Trust me on that. No, I agree with you 100%. We saw it all the time. I mean, UNLV is not popular anymore, except, no. you know, when they won the national championships way back in the uh, early 1990s. No, it's exactly the way the town is. And it's going to be that way. There's too many other distractions in the town. And you know what? It's a winning town, especially when, you know, people love to gamble. Well, you they want to gamble on and, winners. And you know what, Hardline? I guarantee in five years we're getting baseball. Baseball is already going to try it. They're trying to find a place to play now. And we're getting, yeah. definitely getting the NBA, thank God. We're getting the NBA within five years. Places to go right now. So, so all right. Uh, let's move on a little college football. Uh, my question to you guys is, can, can a two-loss team get into the uh, – uh, championship, the uh, college football championship now? Want me to go first? You yeah, go, go first. ahead, Fish. No, no. TCU is 9-0 and has beaten four top 20 teams. No, res- I watched everything on college football. No respect. They're, they're like, it's, it's called, they call it brand identity and putting the four teams in, okay? They're going to go undefeated, I think, and get shut out, which stinks because they're going to have a better record. I could see U.S. How does USC Harlan not play Oregon? Look at their schedule. They got Colorado, yeah. USC, and Notre Dame with that big one against Clemson helped their their brand. Yeah, yeah. But SC for the third, don't play Oregon. They play them in the championship game. I think there's going to be a one-loss team in the Pac-12, a one-loss team in the ACC daily. The SEC is loaded. That Bama LSU game, which yeah. I, you know, it's it's the it, it was it was incredible. Brian Kelly's got balls. Yep. Uh, anyway. I would say it's possible, um, depending on. Which SEC team makes it to the SEC championship game? And if there is a team that ends up getting two losses, but they make it out of that game, that being the second loss, and yes, they'll make it. But in terms of everyone else, no. Uh, I think Alabama's done in terms of being able to make that that run this year. Uh, there's a lot of good teams, like you said, at the top. What it's coming down to really at this point, which is 
and this is something that Fish and I've talked about for a while. Roll Tide. Teams, yeah. teams needing to make their schedules three years out more competitive. Uh, this is the issue that we've come, come into multiple times with Michigan. I don't understand why Michigan is standing at number three right now when they haven't beaten a team that's uh, that's at least a top 10, top 15. Their best chance at this point is if they beat Ohio State. And if they don't beat Ohio State, it's another situation of they're probably not going to make it. Um, and, and it's sad because, look, they, they play good ball, but you play a shit schedule. And that's the problem. Until you start playing the big dogs, until you start scheduling SEC teams to open up, it's going to be the same thing over and over again. And look at what Ohio State does every year. They go out every every year, and they have a team that's at least sitting in the top 10, top 15, and they play a few of them just so that they they can establish some dominance. Real quick, Daddy, for you to get your comments, USC, I complained about us on a previous podcast. They played Rice and Fresno State. That doesn't help their brand. They do it every goddamn year. Yep. Nope. Um, l- let me ask you guys this, because um, Georgia has Kentucky – and I'm drawing a blank. They have somebody else coming up, and then I got Georgia Tech, which is going to be a rollover game. But they got Kentucky and somebody else who's six and three right now. I think those those are going to be key games. You just wonder if they're going to have a lapse. I, I, Georgia's defense is is fabulous. I I've got to think they're going to win those two games. If they lose one of those games, then they have to go to the championship against somebody else. So you could see a, 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 a yeah. two loss, or at least close to that. Anyway, I would say hard line. Why is Stetson, why is Stetson Bennett? not considered a top quarterback. You know what they said in the game? Danielson said he's only 5'10 and a half. He's taller than Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, who's five. Yeah. I've stood next to Russell Wilson. Not that much taller than me. Made all the reads terrific. Had, I love Hooker, but he got exposed in that game. He was locking on. That great offensive line couldn't hold them. I think yeah. he's still a first-round draft pick, but I, I think that Bennett's brand r- rose in that game. Don't you guys? Uh I would say it goes up in that game. What I would say is, look, you know, when you go to the combine, there's characteristics that you're looking for, and he could be a great one. But even guys that are usually about his height and his body stature usually go about third round. You know, they, they're not first-round picks. You know, sorry, that's the way it is. Drew Brees wasn't a first round. Uh, Russell Wilson wasn't a first round. I don't think Doug Flew was a first round. So, I mean, look, it just kind of is what it is in that sense. And how are their careers? <laughs> Hey, I'm not knocking it. Not yeah, knocking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next topic. Let's go to do a little bit of a World Series wrap and then uh, talk about what we think might be happening in the Hot Stove League. I, I, I thought it was a great series because I thought every game was competitive. Um, I, I think the Astros deserved to win. I thought the Phillies were a great team, though. And I really enjoyed it. I'm happy for Dusty Baker. Um, but I think baseball did pretty well. The ratings actually on, I think it was game five, they actually did better on Thursday night than the NFL, according to the different ratings on television. So I think people were involved in it. Give me your It text. got crushed. It got crushed when it went up against Bam and LSU. And don't talk about a streaming service. They got 15 million people on an Amazon game. Baseball, the ratings were up 1%, but 14% down from 2019. I, I didn't think it was a great World Series at all. You had a 7 nothing game and a 5 nothing game. All right? And it's just apparent. The Phillies scored three runs, guys, in the last three games that they played. Yeah. And it was just total. I mean, I like seven-game series. The Astros are that good. But you got it, Matt. I agree with Daly, man. Dusty Baker is such a great guy. Dodger, 25 years managing, and, just, and he's got to the World Series. This is a great – hey, Dave Roberts, take something from Dusty Baker, buddy. <laughs> what do you think, uh, So, you know what? It, uh, it hits different for me. One, I'm extremely happy for Dusty Baker. 
do you for I, I read this statistic the other day. Uh, Dusty Baker became the third black skipper in the history of baseball to win a World Series. And all the years that we've had, just just let that resonate that him and Dave Roberts in the last 10 years have done something that you really haven't gotten pretty much, you know, in, in 50, almost 100 years outside of one person. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good World Series. Uh, I, I thought Houston really was going to use him as a scapegoat. We took that job after A.J. Hinch. I was kind of waiting on it. But uh, you know what? He rallied them together. I think that even though it may be beat out uh, Thursday Night Football, which hasn't been a great product this year for the NFL, let's just be honest with it, uh, I, I think that that's the move that any that Major League Baseball has to make is putting more games on streaming, making it more readily available globally to a lot of different people in a lot of different markets. I know they're do, working with Apple TV Plus right now, but I think you know they really got to make that push instead of just being kind of on the regional market stations. Uh, you know, for us in Las Vegas, uh, it was great to see Bryce Harper get to the World Series, but I just think that the Phillies were outmatched by the Houston Astros who have been there. I think that they had a lot of uh, playoff experience at this point. Do I think they'll be back next year, the Phillies? I don't know because they, uh, because the NL East is loaded and there's no guarantee. When you're talking about Cohen spending with the Mets, the Braves being that good, and then them there, anything's possible, but it's hard to say. Yeah, and I think also the Astros, uh, they, they've got a lot of questions as far as free agency. Uh, Dusty's yep. not signed for the next year either. So uh, you may see a lot of changes there as well. Uh, anything you guys are looking at for Hot Stove? Anything that's uh, piquing your interest that we'll be talking about maybe in future shows? Yeah, Aaron Boone. Uh, Aaron Boone. Aaron Judge. No, you said the right thing. You said the right thing. Aaron fucking Boone. Because how does he keep getting re-signed? My God, how does he keep? The Steinbrenner children, if you were listening, your father would be sick to his stomach right now that you're allowing this mediocrity to keep being there. Get rid of him. Go get you a skipper that wants to win. Give Aaron Judge the money. There is no reason that New York should be trying to, to contract negotiate. You gave Alex Rodriguez steroids and all, all that money. Give the money to Aaron Judge. He could pass a piss test. My God. I agree. That's the big, biggest one out there, Daly. I mean, yep. Otani – Boy, the Angels made out of Otani's making thirty million just for this yeah. first year. For this year, watch when he hits the market. If he has another year where he wins sixteen games with two point three five ERA and goes for thirty five and hundred RBIs, whatever Judge signs for, he, he he's going to go way up above that. Same thing with the NFL. I ask you one thing about the hot stove. I, I, just a quick one, guys. What do you think it happens in the NFL? What do you think Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert are going to get in the open market next year? Wow. Oh yeah. Whew. If, they, oh, yeah. if they're signed to Sean Watson to $230 million, hasn't played in two years, and, and Kyler Murray's got $130 million guaranteed, I, I can only imagine what Herbert's going to get. He's that good. And Lamar Jackson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yep, I agree. All right, soccer greatness this weekend. Fish, tell us about that. All right, all my family are soccer fans. So they said you got to watch the soccer MLS championship, which is in L.A., LAFC versus the Philadelphia Union. It wasn't so much that it was a madhouse there and the ratings were great. The watch parties they showed around in Philadelphia and L.A. were huge. There was 50,000 people at this watch party in this big park in Philadelphia watching this. Okay. For the 9% of Americans, that's 9% of the world, we're 9% of the entire world population. I'm sorry. Wrong. We're 14% of the world population. For all the deniers out there that soccer isn't here, it's here. 
And the MLS, the average salaries are going up to about 230000 all right? So you're going to see soccer, I think. Now, the World Cup's coming up. I think you'll see soccer in the next 10 years attract more youth than the than baseball will, only because guys are getting contracts under 18 years old. Hardline, what are your thoughts on that? No, I mean, I agree with Fish. I think that it's growing. Um, next 10 years, we'll see. I know they're growing with their TV rights and their contracts. So, look, ESPN doesn't invest in something that they don't believe uh, that they can grow and that they can scale. Do I believe that will overtake baseball? Who knows? But, I mean, it's still – I think even if it did, it still would be third compared to basketball and football. But I do think that it's growing. Okay. I'm with you guys on that. All right, let's move on to the memes. Fish, what memes have you been fishing for us this week? My my favorite baseball player is one of my dad's rest in peace favorite baseball player. And and the guy st- – the, the, this guy, the say hey kid, this is Willie Mays and Hank Aaron right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what Aaron's saying to him? Can you believe these motherfuckers are making – if Aaron was alive, these motherfuckers are making this kind of money. How can a guy 219 make $30 million a year? And and I, I just have to say, the guy on the left, if you look at the guy in the New York Mets jersey is, is Willie Mays, my favorite baseball player of all time. He had the greatest line ever, Hardline. They said – Bob Costa said to him, do you regret anything? He goes, yeah, I was born too soon yeah. because of the money. They didn't make any money back then. I want to ask you guys. I'm going to show you a meme of something. I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, what was the loudest sporting event you've ever been to? Daily first and then partisan, and I'll give you mine on the main. The loudest sporting event? Yeah, baseball, football, hockey. Give me the loudest event you've ever been to, top of your head. That you just, you know, oh my God, I can't hear myself think. Um, wow, that's a good one. I would say um, it might have been, I'm going to say, I was, I was in uh, Fenway Park in 2018. Uh, August, uh, when the Red Sox swept the Yankees, um, and uh, Pierce, they just gotten him. He hit three home runs in a game, and they won fifteen to eight. And the Red Sox were actually down three to nothing after the first three batters, and they won fifteen to eight. I think that might have been one of the biggest. I, I had a feeling that that was going to happen that way. There may have been a couple of. I'm, I'm trying to think. Hartford Whalers games, believe it or not, when they made the playoffs for the first time in the NHL. So I would say I, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the Red Sox one anyway. Hardline, you've never, what do you been, got? To, you've never been to a college football or NFL game where you couldn't hear yourself think. They're, they're usually the loudest. Um, yeah, I've been to, I was at a Notre Dame game and that was, that was pretty crazy. I was at a Clemson game, but I was up in the, I was up in the booth area there. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't in there with the crowd. Plus they, they weren't playing anybody big. So anyway, I, I would, I would go with that hard line. What do you got? Uh, probably Packers lions, uh, probably about 2014, just some of the throws that Aaron Rodgers were making at the time. You were like, everybody was just gasping. It was loud from both sides. Just some of the rainbows, you were like, there's no way that that guy can make that pass. And sure as heck, he did. All right. 1987, L.A. Sports Arena, where right now LAFC is playing right next to the Coliseum. They tore the sports arena down. And there's now a soccer stadium. I went to see these two guys, and I, my ears were ringing for three days. Okay. When Hulk, <laughs> you laugh. When Hulk, it was seventh, it was Pat. When Hulk Hogan came out and did that thing, hard line, where he does like this, you know, he does that. Yeah, that is. So loud to the entire thing, I yeah. could not believe it. All right. So now, you know, the, yeah, you know what? That, that I can only imagine. Look how big Andre the Giant's head is. He could bring, he could bring a keg of beer a day to all you bar aficionados. All right. The Raiders are now auditioning because, you know, you know, Carr's not going to be back. So check out coming to play quarterback for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> the <laughs> 
<laughs> he gets no respect. Gordon Mellon's coming in from back to school. <laughs> my last name, I want to keep him kind of quick. Check this out. This is all over the social media right now. I mean, I don't know if this is part of the script, but this is actually not Photoshopped, and this is in the show. One of your favorite shows as a kid in my era was Star Trek. But they're looking at star tits right here. Look at Spock and look at Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can see Spock saying, this is logical. <laughs> Well, but it was a nipples on the set. Right? That's that's nipples are showing. You, you know, you know, William Shatner, Kirk had to bang that in the show. That's my means. There you go. Hey, I got to tell you, one of the one of the things, and and, and I wish I would have been able to download it was uh, when the Vikings scored a touchdown. They did a bowling uh, oh, celebration. Great. Yeah, it was one of the best things I've seen, and that was choreographed. And I'm thinking, like, you guys had to spend a lot of time doing that, and you should have been probably paying attention more. To <laughs> You know, to your defense or something like that. But it was fabulous. It was one of the best ones. If you get a chance to see it, go take a look at it. That's for sure. It's good. All right, cool. All right, uh, folks, thanks for joining us here again. Uh, we are Daily Fish. We talk sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between. Just like you do. No woke, no extreme, no social justice cops here. You got a problem with us? That's all right. Suck it up. If you have questions or comments, drop them in the Dropbox or email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, now it's time for our schmuck of the week. What do you got, Fish? I got some great tweets. And this is good for our listening audience that we're, thank you, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, iHeart. All our platforms on uh, on audio are really, really blowing up, and we appreciate it. So instead of putting a schmuck, check out some of these tweets. I can, I'll have each of you guys read one. I'll go for the first one, okay? This is Space Cadet Stephanie. My roommate in college used to wash her feet by putting them one at a time into a toilet and flushing. No smoke, <laughs> just a flush. Ooh. All right, Hardline, you go for the next. These are actual tweets. I have through few. Oh. Go for this one, Hardline. My brother once starred in a stared in a mirror for five minutes because he couldn't figure out why his hair parted on different sides in the real world and in the mirror. Same brother in his twenties called nine one one when his power went out. Oh. <laughs> All right, Daly, you go for this one, young man. This is great. I had a friend who put a frozen burrito in the microwave, and when it didn't heat up, she threw the burrito away. Threw the burrito away and tried heating up a different one. Perfect. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go with this one. We'll have we'll have Hardline close it. I'll do this one. My brother-in-law had a high school girlfriend who thought Abraham Lincoln was the first black president because it was brown on the penny. My mother-in-law's reply to her was, quote, and he's green on the $5 bill. That doesn't mean he's a Martian. <laughs> All right, take, take it away there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hard. I heard about a guy shooting his new semi-automatic pistol for the first time. After the first few rounds, there were no holes in his paper target. So he assumed the gun was malfunctioning. To check, he aimed it at the palm of his other hand, fired and found his answer. God. Oh, 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 oh. Is that great? Oh. Those are actual tweets, and I think that's, that's phenomenal. That's why you need aptitude tests for guns. Absolutely. All right. So that is our lineup of schmucks of the week. Let's go to... Who's got the swag? Who are we going to be toasting this week, Fish? Okay, I'm going to show you a video. Now, this guy's name is Sebastian Studner. He just broke the record in Azari, Portugal. If you are an aficionado and fan and an actual participant in surfing, check out this. This is from 2018. 
Wow. That was it. Now, where was that? Was that in, was that in Hawaii? Azari, Azari, Portugal. Okay. Portugal. Wow. Yeah. That's, 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 that's Sebastian. I don't, I don't know if you could hear my voice on that. That's Sebastian Stutner. Can you guys hear me talk during that or was it just the video? No, no, you were no. muted during that. I was yeah. muted. Okay. That's a 102 foot wave. He just broke that record three days ago in Azari. Did a 115 foot wave. Total swag. Take your lifeline. Yeah. I got another one. Here's a great one. Okay. This is this lady right here is Ramosa Helgi. She's the tallest woman in the world. She's seven foot three. And she's wow. huge in human rights in the country of Turkey, which is Muslim. And she finally got the right to, to fly on a plane because they wouldn't let her fly. Number one, she's tall. So good. She's swag. Good for you. You're helping people out in the Muslim country. Because she was so tall, you know, she finally found a plane that could fit her. Wow. All right. And now we are going to do our drink of the week. And unfortunately, I, because we had the technical difficulties, we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Do we have Do we have a drink of the week this week? Well, you said, you said uh, this is Dr. Pepper, but make believe it's Dusty Baker's wine. Okay. You there told you me in a, in a pregame that Dusty Baker makes a wine. And yeah. to Ramosa Helgi, to Sebastian Stutner, and to Dusty, man. Good guy. You know, you root for guys like that that managed so long. I mean, well, he's the third African-American to win a World Series. Besides, yes. Who's the other one? Frank Robinson? Frank Robinson. Who? Wasn't it Frank Robinson? Okay, yeah. Well, to those guys, to Dusty yep. Baker, I drink a Dr. Pepper to you, but it's really your wine. Yep. And I, I'd have red wine, but unfortunately, we, uh, we we had some technical difficulties, so we didn't get around to doing that. So, Also, hey, I just want to throw a toast up to uh, Judy Tenuta. She's the comedian who died just recently. Uh, Fish and I had on Randy Rausch, who's a former... A meteorologist in Las Vegas with me. He has American broadcast talent. He teaches people how to do that. And he literally had Judy Tenuta come on and do the weather with him. And while I'm doing a newscast, she goes and lies across the anchor desk while I'm doing it with Kathy Ray. And it was so incredible. And unfortunately, she just passed away. She was 70 years old. So I just want to, I want to toast Judy Tenuta as well. So, so the three that have won were Dave Roberts, Dusty Baker and Cito Gaston. Cito Gaston. Gaston. Oh my Cito God. Frank Robinson. Hey, guys, first of all, Randy Routes is the greatest John Gruden look like I've ever seen. I got more comments than that. <laughs> he lives in Florida. Hey, guys, real quick to me, shout out another rest in peace. I was coming for you. Hopefully, we're not the third. Ray Guy passed away this weekend. Yeah. He had a rough life after one of the, the greatest, the only punter in the Hall of Fame. Pardon yeah. him. He's famous for hitting the Superdome. They, they wouldn't let him punt in the Superdome because they hit the Jumbotron. <laughs> the greatest coffin corner kick, kicker I've ever seen again. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Went too young. Only 72 years old. Yep. Yep. He could he could, he could hit him high and soft. That's for sure. Remember that guy, yeah. Bailey? Oh, my God. God. Oh, yeah. Great, great oh, wow. What a, what yeah, a leg. All right. Yeah. All right. And uh, the Daily Fish Drink of the Week, of course, is brought Brought to you by Shucks Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks. Two locations. Head to Shucks Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town. And guess what you find? You find fish overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast. You get a free drink. Do it the next day. A free appetizer. That's Shucks Tavern. Check out Shucks Tavern on Facebook. And we're also going to, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the last man standing as well. Again, we're Daily Fish here. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5. You can subscribe there. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. So you can listen to us. You don't have to watch us. But you can watch us on the Myrtle Beach uh, Golf Channel, which is on Facebook, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life, also on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube at Daily Fish and also Wingding TV and Hey Vegas TV. We're all over the place. So check us out. 
see if our different posts there because we're on uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. So we post a lot of stuff, keep you updated throughout the week. All right, now let's get some bets from the Daily Fish Hardline. Again, he is John Hardison. He has the podcast called The Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and betting as well. He's on Spotify, Google, and Apple podcast as well. Hardline, let's uh, let's start off with uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, Saints are home to the Ravens. Who, who are you picking on that one? Uh, so, you know, I know a lot of people, the money's on the Ravens uh, this week, well, tonight to win. A lot of people like them. I actually like the Saints. You know, look, the Ravens are without Rashad Bateman. I believe he's done for the season. No Mark Andrews tonight. Gus Andrews, Gus Edwards is banged up. So that's pretty much a lot of his firepower. He's pretty much throwing to an old 30-plus-year-old Deshaun Jackson. Not a big fan of that. And Isaiah Likely, uh, I think the Saints get it done. I don't think that the Ravens have an answer for Alvin Kamara, uh, Chris Olavie. And if they get Jarvis Landry back, that only adds to the pot. And I think you're going to see uh, Taysom Hill use, be using the gadget play role. I like the Saints tonight. Cool. College football. TCU and Texas. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> be nice, but be real. <laughs> uh, so you know what? Look, TCU plus seven minus one ten. Go. So you know what? Look, TCU's playing good ball right now. Uh, more, really, more more consistent. Consistency is key. Better than Texas right now. Uh, but you know what? They usually play each other very close. Uh, you know, it's going to probably be a back and forth game. I like TCU uh, plus seven to cover. I, I think that. I don't think that they'll lose, but I think they'll keep it relatively close to at least they cover the seven points. All right, more college football. Purdue and Illinois, we wouldn't have thought this would have been an interesting game. Again, they're not up on the top there, but Illinois having actually a pretty good year. Who are you going with in this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Illinois. Actually, they need this. They really need this game this week to kind of stay bowl, to get to that bowl eligibility, to have a decent bowl game. Uh, Purdue hasn't been anything really marvelous this year. They've been okay up and down. But I think Illinois gets the job done this weekend. John, you go again. So I want to I want to ask him about the first pro game that he's he's doing. You go with the next okay. one. All right. Uh, so uh, Pac-12, Washington, and Oregon. Who you got in this? This could be a high scoring game. You know what? It could be a high scoring game. I'm actually going under seventy and a half. Uh, I think that Oregon's got a pretty decent defense. So does Washington. I think that you know they'll kind of fill each other out. I I know that Oregon kind of put it on. Um, UCLA a few weeks ago, you know, kind of made a statement, but I, I think that it goes under 70 and a half. I think that you'll get high scoring, but I don't think it's going to hit that uh, that over mark. But we did hit the over last week, damn near SMU on their own, and that SMU game that we called last week to hit over. Yeah. Are you, are, are you we're going to go to pro football right now. Are you a masochist? Do you like to inflict pain on other people? <laughs> I thought you were my friend. I know you work at the green door and you dress in leather and straps, and that's why all the girls come in at Chuck's Tavern and say, where that handsome man at? Why would you go cold? Why would you do a game? You're the best prognosticator ever met. Why would you do the Colts at the Raiders and a money line? Two teams that stink, and now we have a coaching change. I'll tell you I'm betting the under. Go. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, at Devontae, we got to find ways to stop getting, beating ourselves this way. Look, the Colts are, are a crap show. I don't think if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play, if Sam Ellinger is your quarterback, yeah. uh, they, they barely got any wide receiver play. Uh, they traded Naeem Hines. At this point, I think the Raiders have to win. Look, the the offense, the defensive line for the Raiders has been good. Derek Carr, for God's sake, throw some intermediate routes. I think he'll figure it out. They're at home, uh, so they're not yeah. on the road traveling that they were. I think that the Raiders get the win in this situation. Now, going forward, do I think they get many wins? Who knows? 
But at least this pick, week, I think they'll get it. I don't want to pick on you, Raider Nation, but the Raiders haven't had a fucking sack in five games. They're last in the league in sacks, and they're last in the league in run defense. Their defensive line stinks with Max Crosby and, and what's the idiot they signed as half a sack. Uh, what's the kid? Uh, oh, God. Chandler Jones. Chandler so, Jones. Yeah, I, 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 I would stay away. Do what Hardline does. Stay away from that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, well, here's the thing, Fish. At the end of it all, when everything goes to zero, there's going to be a winner and a loser. And you just hope, no matter if it's by one point or three, that you're on the right side of greatness that day. Okay. All right, Hardline. Good. And Mark Twain once said in an interview, no one gets off this planet alive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, John. Take it. Do the next two. All right. Here. So, so we've got the Cowboys going to Green Bay. What are you, what are you taking on this one? You know what? I actually like the Cowboys money line. Um, I don't know if they'll cover the five or five and a half that, 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 that they're laying right now. I think that's a trap, uh, especially the Cowboys going outside to play. They don't play very well in cold weather climates, uh, especially we saw that when they went to Philly and even played in, in Philadelphia. Uh, I do think they're better than the Packers at this point. I think the Packers are just going to tank to try and get as high up the board as they can. So they're in a race with the Detroit Lions. Uh, so right now I'm going to take the Cowboys to win this game this weekend. All right. Uh, these are two very disappointing teams besides my own. The Cardinals and the Rams. Um, we'll, we will talk about the hot stove, uh, about the coaching. Next week we'll talk about who's going to get fired. We've, we've seen Matt Rule and today Frank Reich. I think Kingsbury's on the hot seat. What do you think of this game between the Cardinals and the Rams? you got the Rams minus three and a half and, and, uh, and a book of 106. What do you got? So you know what? It's crazy. The Rams defense and the, the Cardinals defenses aren't bad, actually, this year. They're really not. It's the offenses that are stagnant. Uh, I think there's a lot of issues down in Arizona right now with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is like top five and being sacked. They can't really protect them. They've got a lot of long developing routes for some reason, Cliff Kingsbury's offense, and that's not going to work against the Rams very well. Uh, I think watch Aaron Donald. I think he's going to have a hell of a day. I think Jalen Ramsey's probably going to get a couple picks. A at this point, I think it's the Rams easy. The Rams cover minus three and a half. And I think Matt Stafford at least throws for two tuds. All righty. Uh, okay, let's go and talk about last man standing because Daily Fish is now out of it. Uh, we made probably what I thought would be the easiest pick, and we lost. Fish took the Buffalo Bills win. against the Jets, and you know what? I should have. I you always second guess yourself. So I take a Minnesota, Cincinnati. We made it nine weeks. There's nine people left. But I John's gonna John promote something that's gonna be on pretty soon. Let me ask you something about the one glove hard line. Were you wearing that one glove and doing things yourself when Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions in the red zone against the Lions? I can only imagine your handsome face. You probably had a big Subway sandwich in front of you and Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You know, those fat guys in the movie Meatballs eat when the teams win. I mean, three interceptions in the red zone? When's the yeah. last time that happened? You know what? It's it's unheard of, but I told you know our listeners to go ahead and take the Lions last week plus three and a half. You know, yeah. look. I, I, I told you before, and I said it again, once that Devontae Adams trade happened, I didn't know how well that the Packers would be. I told you it would be a race between the Packers and uh, and Minnesota. And now, look, it could be Chicago because, you know, Justin Fields is finally coming into his own. But I, I really believe going into this offseason, I'll say this right now, Aaron Rodgers, if he hasn't done it already, is going to be demanding a trade. I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think he wants to go through the growing pains. 
I don't think that he believes in those young receivers and getting better, and I don't think that they're going to do much to, to have that happen. I think that he's out. I would not be surprised if uh, they take on the rest of that contract and maybe he does come to the Raiders and they can get out of Derek Carr's extension. What I would tell you is this, hypothetically speaking, because nothing is on the table and nothing's taken off right now, if you brought to the desert Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, and you got Darren Waller to commit, legitimately commit, you're looking at a team that's possibly going to the AFC Championship game. If if there's a defense, because what Fisher was talking about, I think the defense is, is one of the big problems. How, how do you have a 17-point lead and blow that lead? That's, well, well, here's the thing about that 17-point lead. Here's the thing about that 17-point lead, Daly. You got to keep putting up points. In that second yeah. half, they could not manufacture points, really, to save their life. The first half looks great. It's the second half. You know what I mean? It's like – it's like a mermaid. Like from the top, you're like, oh, it's beautiful. And then you get underneath, you're like, oh, shit. Hey, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with that fish bottom. Yeah. Don't get fishy. <laughs> Don't get fishy on us here. All Either. Right. All right, buddy. All right. And that is the Daily Fish Hardline with John Hardison, the Cost of Winning Podcast. You can find him here with us all the time. He's also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast. Hardline sticks around. So we get into some more controversial stuff. We mentioned the One Glove. Get a grip on your golf game with this new revolutionary golf glove. It's called the One Glove. Notice the finger it covers fish, right? Now, I use it all the time now, and it's really helped my game. You get a better feel for the grip. Plus, you don't have to take it off when you're chipping and putting. You can wash it. It lasts three times longer than a regular golf glove. To get the One Glove, all you do is go to the One Glove golfglove.com. Put in the code dailyfish, you get a deal on it. That's the onegolfglove.com, promo code dailyfish. I don't want to tell you what I use it for, what Hardline used it for yesterday. <laughs> all right. I speaking of speaking, speaking of controversy, all right. Big elections coming up, obviously, tomorrow. Uh, and we're gonna find out some stuff. Uh, let me ask you this. You guys worried? You guys concerned? Uh, well, we're going to see some things happen. For the first time, I hear. Yeah, I got to go to you on this because there's so much stuff coming out from all the pundits, and I'm going to go to Bill Marley after you guys talk. New York, New York. When's the last time New York had a Republican governor? I don't know. I didn't do Pataki. my research on this. George Pataki. When? Uh, you were been in the late 1990s. Okay. Okay. That's that's not too far away, and mm -hmm. our state. Uh, Lombardo for Governor Hardline and Adam Laxalt for Senate, they're leading right now going into tomorrow's, you know, the, the final day to vote. So we can see Nevada turn red, New York having a, uh, a, a governor that's red. I, it, it, I, I think the midterms are going to, uh, I, I think it's going to go red. What do you think, Hardline? No, I think the sea of red, I think there's a bunch of independent voters that aren't happy with everything that's going on right now. And I think they're going, uh, leaning more towards the right. I mean, there's a lot of things. Look, I was surprised when Sisolak won the last time, to be honest, because in the state of Nevada, when was the last time we had a Democratic governor before Sisolak? When was it, in the 70s? Yeah. No, no, oh, we had in uh, 1990. We had, um, uh, and I covered George, him too, a uh, great guy. George, George something, right? No. Um, and he, uh, he unfortunately, he, he passed away. He actually fell off the uh, the roof of his house Ooh. up in northern Nevada, and well, that's, uh, what they, that's what they say. <laughs> no, no, no. He was he was a great guy. I actually covered his uh, um, Kenny Gwynn, and I actually Kenny covered Gwynn. I covered him that. And then 
once I was at Real TV, I actually they brought me in to uh, MC his inauguration. So I was actually did his inaugural up in North and all that. He was a great guy. Um, but yeah, I think he was. I think he was the last Republican yeah. governor we had. But yeah, but and, you know, there's there's oh, a lot of Brian, Brian Sandoval. Brian Sandoval. Brian Sandoval. Sandoval just recently. You're right. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So, no. Sand I thought Sandoval was Republican. He is Republican. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean. So I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of things. I mean, even the Senate race that's going on in Pennsylvania right now is a big one. I think that's going to be you know kind of close back and forth. Um, there, I think people are just tired. I think that there's a lot of things that are going on that a lot of change that people want to see. I think the idea was you know maybe lean a little blue and see what happens, and it hasn't worked out the way that they thought. This is going to be interesting if it turns red. What this means for a lot of things moving forward over the next two years and where we go from there. And look, supposedly. Um, I don't know if he I've heard different things. I don't know if he is going to make his his speech this this month or not. But I've heard things of, of Trump saying that he wants to run again for 2024 and maybe that he was going to come out and say it this month or, at, you know, beginning of next year. But, you know, there's a lot of questions moving forward over this next two years. Where are we going to go and, and what does this look like? But I think it's going to be a sea of red. I'll tell you what I think. I'll go to Daily on this. I always go to Daily. I always defer to Daily on this. I think if the Republicans win the House, they're going to try and impeach. Joe Biden. And it'll be, you know, will it get anywhere? No, but it'll, it'll make him more of a lame duck president. You agree, Daly? Uh, I think I, I think if, if the Republicans take over both houses, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, stagnation as far mm -hmm. as policies, getting things done. They're going to stop Biden from doing anything. If there's a you know Supreme Court justice there, you know, Mitch McConnell's going to do the same thing he did uh, when Obama was in there. Um, I'm just I'm not certain yet. Uh, I just don't know if I believe the polls. Uh, I keep yeah. talking about Harry Reid and Sherry Ang uh, and Sharon Angle in Nevada. Harry Reid was supposed to, you know, he was down six points the day before, and he won by six points. How, how do you make up twelve? I don't think people are are talking to pollsters correctly. Uh, I think there's a lot of young voters uh, that are coming out um, that I think are going to be more democratic. Um, so I just, I don't think we know, I think there's going to be some surprises tomorrow. Do I think the Republicans will make some gains? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. if I had to, if, if I had to be the hard line and I'm going to make predictions, I, I, I want to I think the Democrats barely hold on. And I think they, I think they, I think they actually make a small gain in the Senate and I think they hold on in the house. I, I don't know why I'm just kind of looking at it uh, that way. I just don't, I just don't feel like a lot of people are uh, willing to make that move. I do think Trump is going to fairly soon is going yeah. to make the announcement that he he is going to run. Uh, one of the reasons is because he's got DeSantis down in Florida. I think DeSantis wins easily in in the governor's race, and then I think he's going to want to um, he's going to run there. DeSantis and, and Trump do not like each other. This is this is a yeah. big for uh, for the Republican Party. So uh, you may see something strange happen there. Uh, I think at the same time too. You know, when the the second half of the of the four year term, uh, usually the you know, Clinton did better in the second half and Obama did better in the second half because the Republicans took over and the Republicans started putting in some uh, supply side economics. that didn't seem to work out. So um, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. But, yeah, I do believe that you're going to see some stuff if the Republicans do take over both. And if there's if there's a lot of anger. I mean, there's there's going to be some some goofy stuff. If Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to be one of the leaders 
in the Republican Party, you're going to see some strange, strange bills trying to be passed. And you're going to start seeing some, you know, crazy stuff like, you know, Israeli lasers, you know, being outlawed. Uh, so uh, it's I, I think there's there, there's a lot of people on edge. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Wednesday morning uh, it, it's it's going to be who knows? It's going to be very, very strange. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker. You know, right? yeah, I think this whole thing about well, I should run. What the hell? You know, Dr. Oz. I mean, come hey. on. Can't hey. win. And Herschel Walker and uh, Raphael, what's his name? Warnock down there. That's yeah. a great, that's a great race. I don't know. Um, one thing you brought about Donald Trump, every single pundit on CNN from Jake Tapper, John King, they all talk about Trump's run in 2024. So where's all this bullshit about all these indictments coming down? And January 6th, if they're all talking about Trump running, it means that the media thinks that nothing's going to happen to this guy. So why do we even listen to the media or, or follow any of these stories? Like you say, you don't trust the polls. Who are you well, texting, John? Who are you texting? I'm not, no, I'm not texting. No, I'm, I'm taking off the one glove. Wait, so wait, the one glove? We don't know what you're doing with that one glove. I'm surprised <laughs> you don't. It, so I can it, pick it, my nose. Yeah, but no, but I, I think you're right. And I mean, look, I think John put a, a said something that's very poignant and it's true. Uh, and it goes back to the last election where a lot of people aren't really telling posters who they really want to vote for. I think you're keeping it close to the chest. I think it's the idea of I don't want to be necessarily associated with the person that I'm voting for because I find that, you know, I don't really believe in all their politics, but it's kind of the best of the rest situation. And I think that, you know, we're it, it's one of those wait and see kind of situations moving forward now. We're not going to really know who's, I guess, really in the lead until all all said and done because people don't feel confident sharing their opinion anymore. Yeah. Well, and plus, also, if you're going to when you're going to be watching the returns, just remember that, you know, there's a lot of the absentee ballots that are going to be coming in. They get counted later and they're going to be mostly left left or, or Democrat. So, uh, you know, one of the things you're going to hear is you're going to hear, you know, that the Republicans are ahead in the early count because uh, those are the votes that were done election day. So you're going to, you're going to start seeing some stuff there. You'll, you're definitely going to hear if somebody loses, you know, they're going to be crying that, but your, your, your comment before about, yeah, you know, to, to be honest with you, the three of us should, should have been able to run for presidency. Um, I mean, I have interviewed so many people who are either congressmen or senators and some of them are the dumbest people I have ever talked to. And I've walked away from them saying to myself, I know more than you do. I asked you questions. You're clueless as to what I'm asking you about. Tommy Tiberville. Too many of them out there. And, I, I, oh, can, I, can I give you a story? I'm in Oakland covering a Raiders game. And I turn the TV set in the hotel room, the Quinta Inn, and I see Schwarzenegger is running for governor, right? And he's at a podium and he's taking questions. He goes, I'll answer some questions. The lady goes, uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger, we have a really, really bad, bad, bad educational system here in the state of California. We're ranked right now the lowest we've ever been. He goes, what is your plan to make education better for middle schools and high schools in California? He looks at her and he goes, we will win. <laughs> he, never answered, he never answered the question, you know. Oh, real quick, guys. Bring up four. I saw. I saw a comedian. There's four things that Schwarzenegger says in every one of his movies. In nine of the twelve movies, I'll give it to you. Get to the chopper. I'll be back. Get down. Do it now. <laughs> I had to get that in.
But yeah, I mean, politics wise, I mean, it's fun. Tomorrow might be fun to watch. What do you watch, John? What do you do? You go back and forth daily on the networks, or you stay on your phone. Which one? Which network provides the greatest analysis and facts concerning the elections that you trust? Um, you know, I th- I think they're all about even um, for the most part. Um, I I I'll balance off Fox News and CNN um, a good part of the time. Um, I like, I'll go to NBC cause I love Kornacki and I just, I, I love his, um, the way he breaks things down statistically without coming across as one side or the other. So I, I like to do some jumping. So I'll have a couple of TV sets. I'll, I'm like you with football. I'll have a couple of TV sets on and I'll have the, um, uh, my, my iPhone is, is set up to a ton of Twitter sites. Uh, so I'll get stuff as it's breaking, but, uh, you know, for the most part, it's just kind of seeing everything and bouncing all around. Most of them usually get, you know, the the calls at, at around the same time, and most of them do the calls around the same time because they have their own uh, their own election uh, officials that they have that are working for them there. But yeah, I would just I I'd go just like I would do news, just watch a lot of them. Yeah, uh, Hardline, uh, is there anything that really concerns you as far as I'm going to get controversial here. Is there anything, you know, that we kind of get really controversial? Is there anything that really concerns you on any of these candidates of anyone in the United States that says this is really toxic? John brought up Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene to me because I know she's anti-Semitic and she got away with it by saying Jewish aliens started the fires in California last year. Yeah. Rand Paul was laughing on the floor of Congress, you know. If she would have said the BLM started that, they're walking around, walking around the straight to concert. You know, and and so um, that that's a toxic person that concerns me. Um, how about you? Anyone? Uh, you know what? There's like I've tried to read Lombardo's website. I've tried to read Laxalt's website. Uh, the biggest thing is, even if they're going through, there's no plan, right? Like that's the biggest thing for me is reading their thing. They're just I'm opposed to this. But what is your plan? What are you going to do that's different than Sisolak? What are you going to do that's different than Ford? Because you haven't said anything on your platform where you're supposed to lay out what you want to do uh, anything. And look, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a, you know, an individual rights type guy. Uh, the whole situation in terms of abortion is big to me. I get it. If it's from your religious standpoint that, you know, you don't believe in it and that's fine. I'm not trying to convince anyone one way or another, but I also uh, understand that, look, it's your decision. It's your body. It's your right to do what you feel. That's, that's the best for you. And you make that decision. I'm a big fan of you having that decision in life to make what's ever best for you, whether it's, you know, whether you want a, a medical procedure or not, being at that, whether the doctor says, you know, you're having a heart attack, you need to go get a stent and you don't want to do it. I think that's the biggest thing for me and just figuring out where people stand on. You can get it or you can't. It's banned because I feel this way or not. I think that's the most important thing and why the, you know, the architects of this country said, look, there's a separation of church and state and freedom of religion. I'm getting, I, I, this is breaking news on Frank Reich. I'm getting multiple stuff to my phone. I'm looking down. This is insane. Jeff Saturday is a new Colts coach, and I can't get that confirmed. He's sitting on what? the ESPN desk there. Really yesterday. Yeah. 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 I don't, I, I, that is, I've, I have not confirmed that yet. But three people that I know that I like have said that to me, but they're also idiots that also try and mess me up to say something on the show. I, if you guys find anything like that, you, that's the first time I've ever seen a guy get fired and there's not an interim coach on the staff. So don't don't quote me on this. It's not confirmed, but if it is, um, that's crazy. Special teams coach? 
anyone, you know. Yeah, Where's Frank Fashion? No, I'm not. I'm not seeing any. You know, uh, that Saturday has been hired. It's it's just you know, Reich being uh, uh, being fired. So not seeing that well, yet. We'll see. Keep an eye on that one, but that'd be interesting. That'd be like you know, Doctor Oz winning. You know, <laughs> here, use this, use this medicine if you have a hard time masturbating. <laughs> with and anyways, I'm running for Congress. <laughs> it's crazy. When Wednesday, uh, hey, you know what? Let's let's. It, it, the bottom line is, can we all get politicians in there? whether you're red or you're blue, that give a shit about what's right and doing what's right for Americans. It's all that matters. There's 338 million of us. Do Get in there and do what's right. You know, get, I don't know. Am I asking too much? Nope. Nope. Unfortunately, all of them are making a lot of money on the side. So yep. that's, that's what's going on. And that's why they're protecting the people who, who send them all the money. Oh, that's, that's, I will, I will say this though. Um, you know, just, I wish well wishes to Nancy Pelosi's husband, uh, in, in the speedy recovery. It is, you know, we, we talk about politics all the time, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these people are still human. And, and I, I feel bad for her husband. You know, he, he got that fractured skull from the guy that broke into the house. And, you know, I hope that guy that they caught gets justice for, um, you know, gets what he deserves for doing that. Did it shock you? We got two minutes. Did it shock you that the response from a lot of politicians was, was nil and, and, and some things on Twitter were actually vile. And what people yeah. said, and the guy got the guy. What? Where's? I think I said this last week. Where's compassion? Who cares yeah. what you are? Guy got his ass kicked. He's eighty years old. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a brash game now. And uh, what I thought was really interesting, I, I think it was MSNBC showed the clip of Nancy Pelosi after Steve Scalise got shot, and she was in tears, and she's saying, "This is horrible. This is awful." They condemned the person. Uh, even Bernie Sanders came out and did it. And so they started comparing it. I don't know if this is fair or not, but it certainly helps the Democratic side that they were upset when Steve Scalise was shot and shot by somebody who was a supporter. Uh, and you don't and you didn't get uh, you didn't get a lot of uh, Republicans stepping up and, and, and saying much. Or if they did, they were joking about it. So I, I agree with you. I think that hurts them. I have to tell people who I'm voting for because I want to get controversy. This is who I'm voting for, for Congress. All right, here. <laughs> and, let, and let me tell you, let me tell you what I'm voting for, actually, for my, uh, actually, for, for my campaign manager, her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She points you in the right cold. direction. She's very cold. You can what? tell. Well, they're good ones. She'll point you in the right direction. On that note, I'm out. <laughs> Hey, good enough for Spock and Kurt. Good enough for us three, buddy. Absolutely. All right, folks. Again, we're Daily Fish. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5. You can subscribe there. Also on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. You can watch us on Facebook, Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. And you can check us out on YouTube, Wingding TV, and Hey Vegas TV. And don't forget, say hey and Hammer and Hank. Love it. Got it. You know what? That's Hardline, you, I, I love you to death. You're one of my best friends, man. But John did tell you, the, these guys meant so much to our lives in baseball and what they had to Absolutely. go through. And just phenomenal, phenomenal. They get swag every week. They're, they're, our, they're, in the alum, they're in the Hall of Fame of swag on our show. All right? Say hey. How old, eight seconds. How old is Say Hey now? About 90? He's like 92, 93, yeah. God bless him.